This is sort of a big one for the New York Yankees. It is a big one, as a matter of fact, all over the league. It's 154 games have finally chalked up after a long, long season dating back into the early days of April. For the Yankees, about the only thing left for them today is looking to see if they can sweep the final 15 games of the year. And if they're able to take this one today, it will mean a 15-game sweep. Somebody has facetiously remarked that the Yankees can top their own record of 18 straight victories this year, although not in regular season play. In order to do that, they've got to win 19 straight, which would include something like four games against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And this certainly isn't going to be an easy state of affairs for the Yankees. The starting lineup for today's game, first of all, for the visiting Boston Red Sox. Philip Lumpsey Green hitting at 237, leading off the Boston Red Sox, playing at short. Willie Sassy hitting at 269, playing in center field and batting in the number two slot. Frank Malzone currently hitting at 271, and he won't be able to add or subtract too much from that before the end of the season, which will be, oh, approximately two and a half or three hours from now. Malzone's third base. Joe Pagliaroni doing the catching for them, and the top Boston batting average is 328. Gile hitting at 174, spells his name G-I-L-E, Gile, 174, playing at first base for them. Hardy out in left field, Hardy hitting at 220. Coffrey playing second base, Coffrey's average an even 200. Clinton at 224, bringing up the number eight spot in the batting order and playing in right field. And doing the pitching for them, Earl Wilson with a record of three and two. He was recalled from uh, Minneapolis long about the early days of July. For the New York Yankees, leading off and playing at short, Tony Kubek. Bob Serve, hitting at 253. Kubek's average 273. Serve hitting at 253, playing in left field. Roger Maris in right field, currently batting at 280. Vicky Mantle, hitting at 276 in cleanup position, followed by Bill Scourin, having a fine year with 308. Right now, she'll be standing in at the plate the first time up this afternoon. Yogi Berra, back behind the dish again, hitting at 277, followed by Boyer, who's average is 242 for the year. In the number eight spot is Bobby Richardson at second base, Richardson hitting at 252, and Ralph Terry getting his final World Series tune-up. As a matter of fact, Ralph's got a couple of things going for him right now. He's got a bit of a winning streak going. His record is 10 and 8 on the year, and he is the guy that defeated the Boston Red Sox last weekend to ensure this pennant for the New York Yankees. He's now won three in a row and uh, five of his last six decisions, given up only three runs in his last 26 and two-thirds, which breaks down to an even uh, ERA, earned run average, of one. So it's a pretty good season for Terry, certainly in the closing days of the season. The wind, what little there is of it today, blowing across from right field to left. And to start the game, here's Phil Rizzuto. I think, uh, Joe, one of the big reasons is the fact that the clubs were so evenly balanced that the uh, race went right down to the wire, and it was an exciting year. Made it very fast. Uh, there were no easy games for them. No, not for the Yankees, that's for uh, sure. Phil, uh, did, uh, did it go that way when you were uh, playing shortstop? Or did it... Well, most of the years, Joe, fortunately, the Yankees won uh, almost every year I was with them, but the years that you lose, uh, that, they seem to be the slowest years. Okay, Phil, watch that backstroke now. <laughs> okay, Joe, that's for sure. We'll be out on that golf course when this baseball season's over. But it's not over yet. This is the final game of the 1960 season. The Yankees return as pennant winners. And right now, of course, they're worrying about the upcoming World Series with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And after this game, the Yankees will take off for Pittsburgh, where they will work out 
in Forbes Field for the first two games, which will be Wednesday and Thursday at Pittsburgh. Then the Yankees return to play here at the stadium on Saturday, Sunday, and if necessary, on Monday. We have a special treat in store for you fans today, in case you don't know it. Pete Callison, our own IBM machine up here, our statistician, is going to do an inning of play-by-play. And he's been rehearsing all year. Happy Durkin's got that generator of his set up, so Pete will sound real good. So in the second inning, Pete's getting nervous now, and he'll be giving you the play-by-play rundown. But right now we're ready to start as Pumpsy Green steps into the batter's box. Batting 237 with 10 doubles, 2 triples, 3 homers, and 20 runs batted in. Green, a switch hitter, batting left-handed against Ralph Terry. Here's the first pitch of the ball game, and it's hit out into left center field Mantle, going back, way back, and it's over his head. Rolling out towards the monument, Green is around second base. He's going to try for three. Here's the relay, Kubek, in the Boyer. He slides, and he's safe at third, and Boyer is arguing on the play. A beautiful relay from Mantle to Kubek to Boyer, but Frank Umont right on the play at third. Saw Pumpsy Green spike two, hit third base just before Boyer tagged so Green opens the ball game on the first pitch with a triple over Mantle's head in left center field. And I guess he surprised Mickey a little bit with his power. Mantle playing him a little shallow. For Green, his third triple of the year. Pumpsy had three base hits in yesterday's ball game. Willie Sasby, the center fielder, batting 269, 19 doubles, two triples, seven homers, and 37 runs batted in. The infield's back. Perry into the windup. The pitch to Sasby is swung and a missed strike one. The last time the Red Sox were in town, Pumpsy Green let off one of the games with an inside-the-park home run. Slice went down the left field line and it kicked around the wall. And Green made it all the way around. On deck, Frank Malzone. The one-strike pitch. Fastball swung it and missed. Strike two. Both pitches high inside on Tasby. Willie steps back, gets a little dirt. Perry goes to the rosin bag. All right, Terry ready to wind up. Fastball pops. Shortstop. Kubek goes back under it now, makes the catch. Tony had a little trouble getting his glasses down. And when he finally did get him down, he had to back up in a hurry. Takes the short fly ball, one away. Green holds it third. So Terry threw three high and tight fastballs to Tazzy. Brings up Frank Malzone, batting 271. 30 doubles, two triples, 14 homers, and 79 runs batted in. Malzone is second on the club in RBIs behind Vic Wirth, who has 102. The pitch to Malzone is a curve hit on the ground. Kubek, a boy is up with it. The throw to first, low, and by Karin. Malzone trying for second as the run scores. Karin throw to second base, and Malzone is out at second base. But the run scores... And error charged to Cletus Boyer as he took that ball practically out of Kubek's gloves. Made a nice play, but his throw was hurried and low. Went by Skarin. Green scores, and then Maldonis thrown out. Skarin to Kubek making the tag. 
Two out. Here's Jim Paglioni. Takes the pitch inside, ball one. Paglioni batting 328, five doubles, two triples, two homers, and nine runs batted in. Pitch is over, strike one. One and one. That play went from three to four. It was Richardson covering, and that Kubek on the putout, Garner Richardson. And no RBI for Malzon. Next pitch is low, ball two, two and one. Red Sox lead, one to nothing. Didn't look like Boyer had a chance for that ball. Kubek just ready to field it. The 2-1 pitch is popped in the air in back of the plate. Yogi Berra throwing the mask away, coming under it, and makes the catch for the out. So for the Red Sox in the top of the first, one run on one hit, one Yankee error, and nobody left on base. And the score at the end of one half inning of play, the Red Sox won, and the Yankees coming to bat. At lunchtime, when you fans get together to talk over baseball scores or just business in general, that's when a bottle of cool, delicious Valentine Ale can taste mighty good. It sharpens your appetite, refreshes, and really satisfies. And you'll find the big, big taste of Valentine Ale adds extra zest to any meal on the menu. Deep-flavored, delicious Valentine Ale with the big, big taste that comes from Brewer's Gold. This is a rare strain of hops used exclusively in Valentine's own true ale recipe. Brewer's Gold makes Valentine Ale more than a thirst quencher, different than any beer. So enjoy the big, big taste of America's favorite ale anytime, but especially at mealtime. And see what a difference an ale makes, Valentine Ale with Brewer's Gold. On the mound for the Boston Red Sox, Earl Wilson, big right-hander. Wilson has won three and lost two, no decisions against the Yankees. Tony Kubek will be leading off in New York, batting 273. Tony with 25 doubles, three triples, 14 homers, and 61 runs batted in. Or you can go right down this Yankee lineup and pick out heroes through all parts of this season. Every one of them had a hand in winning the pennant for the Yankees. A real team effort by New York. And Kubek, one of the main cogs in the wheel, had a real steady good year. His best year so far as home runs and RBIs are concerned. Wilson's pitch to Kubek is on the outside corner strike one call. Bob Stewart calling balls and strikes. Charlie Berry at first, Larry Knapp at second, and Frank Umont at third. one nothing. the Red Sox lead. We're in the bottom of the first. Wilson's next pitch is a curve low. Ball one, one and one. Wilson has a nice easy motion out on that mound, but he can whip that ball in there. for the 1-1 delivery. Fastball low. Ball two. Two and one. On deck, Bob serve. The 2-1 pitch is outside. Ball three. Three and one. Wilson relieved... Very effectively against the Yankees up at Fenway, except for one inning where his control left him. He walked three men and then made a wild pitch. The 3-1 delivery outside, ball four. 
Kubek walks. Remember, the Yankees have won 14 in a row. And they're playing to win this one. Of course, they play to win every game, but you'd think with a team having the pennant cinch, they might coast, but not the Yankees. Bob serve, batting 253, 12 doubles, 2 triples, 14 homers, and 40 runs batted in. Geely holding first against Kubek. The pitch to serve is swung at a missed strike one, and Kubek gave a good bluff as though he was feeling at Punchy Green moving towards second base, which gave serve a big hole to hit throw. That bothers shortstop and second baseman when the runner at first bluffs going. You never know when he's going to bluff. Here's the stretch. Fastball swung at a missed strike two. Nothing in two on serve. On deck, Roger Maris. Here's a stretch by Wilson. Pitch is low, ball one. Wilson also committed a balk up at Fenway Park. I've got him in trouble in that one inning. One ball, two strikes on serve. Curve is low, ball two, two and two. Two strikes and nobody out. Kubek leads off first. The pitch is low, ball three. Full count on serve. Frank Crescetti coaching at third and Ralph Hawk down at first. Ready now for the payoff pitch. Kubek's going. The pitch is ball four. As Pagliaroni got set to throw down a second, played on fire, Bob Stewart said ball four, and he held up on his throw. First two Yankees walk, and here's Roger Maris leading the American League in RBIs with 109. Batting average of 280, 18 doubles, 6 triples, and 39 homers. Deck Mickey Mantle. Nobody out. one nothing. The Red Sox lead. Kubek leads off second. Serve off first. Pitch to Maris is low outside. Ball one. Pete Reynolds in the Red Sox dugout has just about wrapped up the batting crown in the American League. With a 320 average, he's not playing today. And Al Smith, the nearest man to him at 315, has not been playing with the White Sox. Time is called. There's a chair on the field in front of the box seats to the left of the Red Sox dugout. I don't know how it got there. And one of the fans reaching over and picking it up. And now we're ready to go. Ball, no strikes on Roger Maris. Here's the stretch by Wilson. Fastball outside, ball two, and Wilson again having control trouble here in the first inning with the Red Sox leading 1 nothing. Yankee runners at first and second. Nobody out.
side. Wilson sets. The 2 nothing delivery. Change up curve on the inside corner strike one. So Wilson having trouble getting the fastball over. Went to his curveball. Deck is swinging with that right-handed, but he'll bat left-handed against Wilson. The 2-1 pitch fastball fouled back in the upper deck, 2-2. Two two. Going to have some professional football scores for you during the day. Cardinals have just scored against the New York Giants out of St. Louis and they lead 7 to nothing. High 2 and 2 the count. Runners lead off first and second. Fastball line, backhanded and knocked down going to short right field. Kubek is being sent in. Third going to third and all hands are safe. That'll be a base hit and an RBI for Maris. As he hit a hard one-hopper that Geely got his glove on at first, it kicked away from him as he backhanded it. Went by the second baseman, Contry. Kubek scored all the way from first and third, went to third. And RBI for Maris is 110th of the year. And the ball game is tied up 1-1. And the batter, Mickey Mantle. Mickey batting 276. 17 doubles, 6 triples, 40 homers, and 94 runs batted in. Still nobody out on deck, Bill Scarron. Here's the stretch. Pitch to Mickey is fouled in the upper deck, strike one. With a nice try by the Red Sox first baseman, Gilly. The big, tall, right-handed fielder. Pitch to Mantle outside, one-on-one. Geely is 6'6", and he stretched way out trying to backhand that ball. Wilson wants a new baseball. One and one on Mick. Mandel has been playing great ball since the All-Star game. Here's a stretch by Wilson. Fastball hit back to the box. Wilson holds serve at third. The throw to second. In time to get Maris just about as Wilson almost fired that ball in the center field. That's a good heads-up play by Earl Wilson as he faked serve back to third. And then through to the shortstop green, forcing Maris sliding in. Mantle's safe. And with runners at first and third and one out, here's Bill Scarr. The most batting 308, 34 doubles, 3 triples, 26 homers, and 90 runs batted in. On deck, Yogi Berra. Infield and double play depth. Pitch to the Moose is a curve in there, strike one call. Wilson sets. Low curve hit on one hop to Malzone. He knocks it down, can't hold on to it. Third scores. And it's a base hit for Scarin. 
on a high Baltimore chop that Malzone had to run back for and leave high in the air. He got his glove on it. But even if he had caught it, I doubt if he could have made a play at any base. An infield single and an RBI for Scarron. The Yankees lead 2-1. to one. Mantles at second. Scarron at first. Here's Yogi Berra. Yo batting 277. 14 doubles, one triple, 15 homers, and 62 runs about an inch. On deck, Cleet Boyer. Pitch to Yogi, low outside, ball one. Yogi Berra with 99 base hits. Looking for number 100 on the year. There goes the double steal. The throw is no throw. Mantle with a big jump slides in, and Paglioni did not even bother to throw the ball. A double steal by Mantle and Scarron. And for Mickey, his 14th stolen base of the year, and for Scarron, his second. And I believe Moose got both of those on the uh, back end of double steal. They're going to walk Yogi, so Yogi will not have a chance to get his 100th base hit at this time. They're going to give Yogi an intentional pass. That'll load up the bases. And they'll be pitching to Cleve Boyer. That pitch was a strike, by the way, but now they're going to put him on anyway. There's three and one. Boy, what a jump Mantle had on that. Besides, Wilson throwing a change-up curveball. Frankly, Roney didn't have a chance. There's ball four. That's the third walk given up by Wilson in this inning. Here's Cleet Boyer, batting 242. 20 doubles, one triple, 14 homers, and 45 runs batted in. Boyer, the seventh man to bat here in the bottom of the first. The Yankees lead 2-1. to one. Pace is loaded and one out. Wilson pitching with his full windup now. Here's the pitch to Boya. It's fouled back on the screen. Strike one. The wind up by Wilson. Fastball swung it and missed strike two. Looked like Boya was trying to pop that ball to right field. Wilson ahead of the hitter, 0 and 2. Here's the two-strike pitch. Fastball, strike three, swinging. That was a bad high fastball that boy went after. So there's Wilson's first strikeout. The bases remain loaded in the bat of Bobby Richardson. Batting 252. 12 doubles, three triples, one homer, and 26 runs batted in. Two to one, the Yanks lead here in the bottom of the first. Base is loaded. The pitch to Richardson. Inside ball one. Wilson into the windup. Fast ball is on the outside corner. One and one. Ready now for the 1-1 delivery. 
Richardson pops it in the left center field. Harvey going deep to his left and makes a running one-hand catch in deep left center. That would have cleared the bases had it fallen in. Richardson was down to second base. A nice play by Hardy. For the Yankees in the bottom of the first, two runs, two hits, no errors, and three men left in the score at the end of one full inning. The Yankees two and the Red Sox one. And now, as we told you, get ready. Here he is, fresh from the William & Mary campus with his four pie cap and all. The Yankees statistician... Ready to take over for the second inning, Pete Callison. Thank you, Phil, and hello, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you'll bear with me for an inning. A run down the scoreboard, uh, Cleveland at Chicago, and it's Jim Perry against Early Wynn. Detroit is at Kansas City, we'll start later, and Baltimore is at Washington. No Pappas against Pedro Ramos. Score at the end of three and a half innings, Baltimore won, Washington nothing. Philadelphia leads Cincinnati 1-0 after 2.5. Mahaffey against Perky. Callison in the first inning homer. No relation. No relation. At Pittsburgh, Milwaukee fails to score in the top of the first. Lou Burdett trying for win number 20 against Vinegar Ben Mizell. Chicago and Los Angeles, St. Louis and San Francisco will start later. As Phil told you, the Cardinals lead the Giants 7-0 at the end in the first quarter. Jim Pisoni has gone to center field for the Yankees, replacing Mickey Mantle. Leading off the board from the top half of the second inning is Don Gilly. Gilly be followed by Hardy and Cortry. Gilly batting 174, hasn't played too much. Ralph Terry takes the signal, into the windup, delivers. Ball hit at the center field, Pisoni coming in, and it's dropped. Ball is dropped by Tony Kubek, and it's a... We'll have to wait for the official score on that. It was a little dying quail in center field that, Kup- that Pisoni and Kubek converged on. The ball dropped in there for a base hit. And they called it an error. And now I know how it feels. Cal Hardy steps into the box now. Hardy is hitting at 220. Yogi Barrett cleaning off home plate. Gilly leads off first base. Two back Sarah. The pitch is on the outside corner of strike. Terry threw him a curveball. Marlon Cortry is on deck for the Red Sox, and Lou Clinton will bat after him. The Yankees are playing Hardy about straight away. Terry delivers. An attempt at front. He holds back and it's inside. Ball one. One and one. Count to Carol Hardy. Yankees lead 2-1. Top of the second inning. Yankees trying for their 14th to their 15th straight win. 15th win today. Be their longest winning streak since 1906 when they won 15. Terry's ready now. Pitches. Ball is swung on and hit into center field, into left field off Kubek's glove. Gilly holds second base and Hardy's at first. Two on, nobody out, and the batter is Marlon Cautry. That name is spelled C-O-U-G-H-T-R-Y and pronounced Cautry. I haven't corrected, it's Cautry. Cautry is 6'1", 170, 26 years old, from Los Angeles, California. 
Hughes recalled from Allentown on September 1st and hit 316 there. Perry's ready now. Delivers. Ball is swung on and grounded. Fair ball to Skyron, who runs up, steps on first base, and the runners advance. Gilly moves to third, Hardy to second, and we've got one out in the inning. Lou Clinton steps into the box now. Clinton drove in the Red Sox only run yesterday with a single in the ninth inning. Clinton is batting 224. 17 doubles, 5 triples, 6 home runs. He's been on a shuttle train with Boston this year, going up and down to Minneapolis a couple of times. He was recalled on July 31st for good. Uh, he hit 264 at Minneapolis, but did hit 14 home runs. Terry checks his runners now, delivers. A slow curveball outside, 1 0 on Clinton. Terry has not been getting a slow curve over this afternoon. It's been just missing and falling low and outside a great deal of the time. Batter seems to be laying and waiting for the fastball. Terry looks in for the signal now. Barra crouches behind the plate. Terry into his pumping motion. Pitches. Swung on and lined at the center field for a base hit. Jilly scores. Here comes Hardy around third. The throw by Sassoni is cut off by Scour. Two runs for the Red Sox. And the Red Sox go into the lead three to two. He hit a fastball that time. Right through Terry's glove and out into center field. Two RBIs for Lou Clinton, his 35th and 36th of the year, and the batter now is Earl Wilson. Wilson hasn't been up too much. He's 4 for 22, batting 182, has one double and two runs batted in. Lou Clinton down at first base. We're in the top of the second inning. The Red Sox lead 3 to 2. Ralph Terry is ready now. Into a stretch motion. Around comes the right arm. The pitch is. Swung on and missed. Strike one. Wilson tried to check his swing, but couldn't quite hold up on the pitch. This is Wilson's 13th game. Pitches swung on and fouled off at the plate. He's 3-2 and two on the year. He pitched three and a third innings of relief against the Yankees on September 24th in a game that Ted Wills lost, 6-5 in 10 innings. Wilson did not allow any hits in uh, three and a third innings. He walked six and was charged with three runs. He's a big boy, 6'3", 215 from San Diego. All right, now, Terry is ready. Clinton leads off first. The pitch is high and inside. Count is one and two. One out, one on, two runs in for the Red Sox. Ralph Terry has been touched up for two hits this inning and the error by Kubek. Terry is ready now. The outfield is shallow and almost straight away for Wilson. Pitch is in there. Strike three, and he's out. Two out. That's Terry's first strikeout of the day. Two out, and we've got Humpty Green at bat. Green is hitting 236. He tripled the center field in the first inning and came around to score when Boyer threw Malzone's ground ball away. Pumpy, switch hitter, batting left-handed against right-hand throwing Terry. First pitch is low, ball one. One and zero, Clinton off first base. Cool day here at Yankee Stadium, but really very nice. Up. 
Tyler in for the signal now. Check the runner. The pitch is in there. Strike one. There goes the runner. Breaking for second. He's out. Clinton is thrown out by Vera to Richardson. And for Boston that inning, we have two runs on two hits, one Yankee error, and nobody left on base. And now Phil, the score at the end of one and a half innings is Boston three, the Yankees two. Here's Phil. Okay, Pete, very well done, wasn't it, Pappy? Yes, sir. But right now, here's a suggestion for all of you lady fans. Next time you shop for dinner in a hurry or find yourself with unexpected dinner company, why not heat up and serve any one of the many new frozen dinner specialties? And to add extra zest to your dinner, have plenty of cool, delicious Valentine ales to go around. Enjoy its big, big taste with one of the popular Italian specialties you just heat and serve, like chicken cacciatore, field scallopini, pizza pie, ravioli, or lasagna. Man, that's right down my alley. Valentine Ale really goes over big with these and other tasty dishes because its big, big taste comes from Brewer's Gold. And Brewer's Gold makes this fine ale more than a thirst quencher, different than any beer. Refreshing, deeply satisfying any time, but especially good at mealtime. Discover what a difference an ale makes. Try Valentine Ale with Brewer's Gold. Okay, Pete, it's all yours again. Thank you, Phil. Ralph Perry will be leading off of the Yankees as we go into the bottom half of the second inning. Perry is batting 106. He has 547. If you might remember, in the pennant clincher, though, he got a double, which drove in the winning run, actually, uh, against Boston last Sunday. So although he only has five hits, that was a key one. Wilson's ready now. Big wind-up. The pitcher is in there. A strike on the inside corner. Nothing at once, Perry. Perry's batting right-handed now. He does switch around sometimes and bat left, but he's not a switch hitter. Wilson pitches. Ball is swung on and hit into left field for a base hit between the, in the hole between Malzone and Gray. Well, Mr. Perry now has three hits in his last two ball games. The throw goes wild and gets past the second baseman, but Geely backs up and there's no advance by Perry. Perry is suddenly taking off where Jim Coates left off this season. Terry, that was the sixth hit of the season. That ought to raise him up to about 110. Tony Kubek up now. Tony walked in the first inning and came around to score. He's batting at 273. That was hit number three off Wilson, who's been wild and has been forced to get to try and get the ball across. Wilson's ready now. Check Terry, who's not much of a threat to steal. Pitches, ball is swung on and missed strike one. Ball was dropped by Pagliaroni, but there was no advance. Perry is not a threat to steal. Outfield around toward right on Kubek. Tony has 14 home runs this year and 61 RBIs. The best total for him since he's been in the majors. Wilson's ready now. Around comes the right arm. The pitch is swung on and lined at the left field. A base hit. Perry holds up on second base as Hardy fields the ball and throws it to third. Kubek hit an outside curveball and just dropped it into left field. Terry moves to second, and the batter is Bob Sir. Robert walks in the first inning, and he's hitting a 253. Serve has 12 doubles, two triples, and 14 home runs and 40 RBIs. Terry at second, Kubek on first. There's nobody out. Bottom of the second inning, Boston leads 3-2. Wilson ready now into his stretch position. Around comes the right arm. The pitch is low. Ball one. It gets away from Pavironi. And Perry goes to third base and two back to second. 
And we'll see how they'll score that. We'll wait for the official score to call that. It looks like Aguirone might have been fooled on the pitch. It's a called a wild pitch. So move Perry to third and Kubek to second on the wild pitch. Wilson has now thrown a wild pitch and walked three in just one plus inning. There's some action in the Red Sox bullpen. All right, runners on second and third now. Nobody out. Serve ready at the plate. Here comes the pitch. It's in there. Strike one. What a high fastball. Wilson's curveball has been wild all afternoon. First two innings anyway. And he has to come in with the fastball. Almost identical with Terry. We're ready now. He delivers. Ball is swung on and popped up to right field. Lou Clinton is under it now in about medium right field. Catches it. Here comes Terry to the plate and he holds back. And a perfect throw by Lou Clinton. Ralph Terry would have been a dead duck on that play. One out now. Bottom half of the second inning. Batter is Roger Maris. Maris singled off Gilly's glove in the first inning. Drove in his 110th run of the year. Rogers looking for home run number 40, which would tie him with Mickey Mantle for the American League lead. One man out, second and third. Yankees trail 3-2. Wilson ready now. Taking a long time. Into his windup. Wallace swung on and missed strike one. Gave him a fastball around the knees. Jim Petroni is on deck. Petroni went on center field in the top of the second inning in place of Mickey Mantle. Mantle, Mantle into a fourth play is only at bat. Wilson's ready now. Takes the signal from Pagliaroni. Round comes the arm. The pitch is swung on and fouled back just above the press box into the mezzanine. Wilson ahead on the count now. Nothing in two. He might throw Maris a low curveball. Probably won't give him anything too good to hit right now. He's ready now. Terry off third. Kubek off second. The delivery is popped back to the upper deck behind home plate. Count holes and nothing in two. He gave him a high fastball. Yankees, as you know, have won 14 games in a row, 18 of their last 20, and 21 of 25 games since Labor Day. That's one reason they're eight games in front right now. Yankees were 20-7 and in the month of September, which is a pretty good stretch pace. Wilson taking a long time out there on the mound. Maris. Phil, did you get the lighter? Uh, Wilson is ready now. Pitches. A high, slow curveball inside. Ball one. One and two. Maris has 110 RBIs and would like to add to that total right now. Kubek looking in, trying to pick off the signal from Pagliaroni. We're ready now. Wilson pitches, ball is fouled, up here on the screen. Ooh. 
They showed me a uh, picture here. I will not go into it. It's uh, not worth discussing. Some fellow with a rather uh, poor-looking hat on. Kathy Durkin looking it over quite carefully. Wilson ready now. Into his wind-up. Pitches. Tapped into center field. Left field is going over now, and he cannot get it. The ball is in, in between Green and Clinton. Ferry has scored. Here comes Kubek. Maris pulls into third base as a little pop fly between Clinton and Casby. Clinton made a stretch for it and could not get it. And they ruled it a ruled it a triple for Roger Maris and two more RBIs. That puts the Yankees ahead, four to three now. And Sal Magley is taking the walk out to the mound now. For Roger Maris, that's his seventh triple, and it gives him 111 RBIs, and we're going to have a new pitcher. And now, something I've been waiting for, we pause for station identification. goes one in the third inning. Gives up five hits. He walked three, struck out one, and has given up four runs and is responsible for Roger Maris on third base. By the way, we told you that Maris had uh, 111 RBIs. Make that 112. He had one in the first inning. Jerry Casale is ready now. Into his windup. Maris leads off third base. The pitch is swung on and lined into left field. Clinton is under it. Maris tags up and he will score easily. Yankees now lead five to three. Score that a sacrifice fly for Jesse Garner, who didn't wait long up there, hit the first good pitch. RBI form. Roger Maris scores his 98th run. Two more, and he will join Mickey Mantle in the 100 circle. Two out, 5 3 Yankees, Moose Gowan, the batter. Bottom of the second inning. Gowan singles uh, off the third baseman in the first inning and is up his average to 309 right now. First pitch is outside a curveball, 1 0. Pete Runnels, the leading leader in the American League, is not playing this afternoon. He has a five-point lead on Al Smith, 320 to 316. Cattell is ready now. Delivers the ball. Is in the dirt, 2-0. Tried a fastball, but threw it about two feet in front of home plate. Ball rolled back to the screen. That run, by the way, is charged to Wilson, so charge him with all five runs. The next pitch is outside, count is 3-0. Charge all five runs to Earl Wilson. Start Cassell off, fresh and clean. Cassell is ready now, 3-0 to Scour. The pitch is low outside, ball four. So with two out, Scour and more. First walk off the sale, and the first batter, or the second batter, he spaces. Batter now is Yogi Berra. Yogi looking for hit number 100. I was talking to Yogi in the dressing room before the game, and he told me that uh, he'd sort of like to get that 100th hit. You know, uh, you look at that record in the baseball register, and uh, you see that solid ring or solid row of three, 
three three digits uh, numbers under the hit column, and Yogi like to get it up to 100. Pitches inside, one and zero. Down off first base. Cabell into the stretch position. Barrett bats. Pitches swung on and popped up. Geely is under it now, and he's got it. Three outs for the Yankees. But in the second inning for New York, we have three runs on one, two, three hits. No Red Sox errors and one man left on base. Score at the end of two complete innings now is New York, five runs, five hits, two errors, and uh, four men left on base. And Boston, three runs, three hits, no errors, and nobody left on base. Before we get into the third inning... And we will also have a new center fielder out there. Center fielder is Ken Hunt, placing Jim Sassoni. Give you a very rapid rundown on the scoreboard before Phil gets back in. Perry and Wynn, Chicago, Cleveland, Chicago, no report. Detroit, Kansas City, no report. Baltimore, Washington, 1-1 at the end of seven. Pappas and Ramos. Philadelphia, three. Cincinnati, nothing. Four and a half. Mahaffey and Perky. Callison, home in the first. Pittsburgh 2, Milwaukee 2, then the two innings, Burdett and Mizell, Burdett trying for his funniest. Chicago and L.A., St. Louis and San Francisco will start later. Cardinals are leading the football Giants 7-0 at the end of the first quarter. Now, with Ken Hunt going to center field, Ralph Terry, uh, Ralph Terry getting ready to pitch to the first batter, which will be Pumpsy Green. We will hand the microphone over and very gladly to Phil Rizzuto. Now, wait a minute, Pete. Hold on. Pappy has been flooded here on the switchboard with your voice. Must be very interesting. <laughs> We've got a lot of requests for you to do another half inning, so go right ahead. Well, if the people will bear with me. <laughs> this is not an extra added attraction, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to say that right now. All right, now, Ralph Terry is ready. Pumpsy Green is the first batter in the top half of the third inning. Pitch by Ralph is a slow curve, grounded down to second base. Down and cuts over, flips over to Terry, and there's one man out. Down and cut over in front of Richardson, who is charging toward first base, and unhanded the ball easily to Terry for the first out in the inning. Score Green out, 3-1, to one, and Willie Tasby steps in. Tasby pops a short in the first inning, batting 268. Very ready now. Around comes the right arm. The pitch is outside. Curveball. 1-0. and Jackie plays Tazby almost straight away. Jackie Brandt is home in the top half of the eighth inning, and the score now is Baltimore 2, Washington 1, 2 in the top of the eighth inning. Count now is 2-0 and to Willie Tazby. Nobody on base in the top of the third. The pitch is lined way out toward left field. Serve is going back, back, and he gets the ball all just in front of the running track in left center field. Tassie got real good wood on the ball, but didn't get around on it enough.
Malzone is the batter now. Malzone reached first base on Boyer's error in the first inning. Pitch is low, ball one, one and oh. On that uh, throwing error by Boyer in the first inning, Green scored the first uh, Red Sox run. Terry is pitching rapidly now, delivers. Ball is popped into center field. Ken Hunt is under it now and makes the catch. Three up and three down in the top half of the third inning. And now here's Phil Rizzuto. Okay, Pete, thank you. The score at the end of two and a half innings, the Yankees five and the Red Sox three. Say, folks, next time you pass your neighborhood food store or delicatessen, go on in and get yourself some Valentine Ale with Brewer's Gold. Now you'll find the big, big taste of Valentine Ale comes in handy six-pack cans and in the quarter 12-ounce bottle. And once you get home and want to quench your thirst, open a cool, refreshing Valentine Ale. Really enjoy the big, big taste that comes from Brewer's Gold. Now, this is a rare strain of hops used exclusively in Valentine's own true ale recipe. And then, at mealtime, try Valentine Ale with your food. And that's when you discover Brewer's Gold makes Valentine Ale more than a thirst quencher, different than any beer. Yes, sir, stock up on Valentine Ale and see what a difference an ale makes. Well, I want to thank Pete Callison for his inning and a half set here, and I'm sure everybody at William & Mary's proud of you, Pete. How'd you enjoy it? Quite a bit, Phil. It was uh, quite an experience. I want to thank you for letting me do it, too. Yeah. I just hope the fans yeah. didn't mind too much. I'm sure they did. They'll be very happy now to have your golden tones back on. No, you handled it like a real pro, Pete. Thank you. Okay, now we're ready to go, and Hector Lopez will be batting for Cletus Boyer. As we get ready to go in the bottom of the third, with the Yankees leading 5-3. to three. Lopez batting 285 is 13 doubles, 6 triples, 9 homers, and 42 runs batted in. Jerry Gasale out on the mound. Youngster who has had an unusual year. Can't figure out why he's not winning. The pitch is high inside, ball one. Gasale won the first two games of the year, and I believe against the Yankees, both of them. Yes, he did, and then he had trouble winning. The pitch is pop foul out of play, one and one. As a matter of fact, Cassell has not won a game since April the 26th when he defeated the Yankees here at Yankee Stadium. Now here's a kid with a world of stuff. Good fastball, good curve, changes speed. Big and strong. 6'2 and 200 pounds, and a Brooklyn boy at that. The 1-1 pitch, low outside, ball two, 2-1. Two On deck, Bobby Richardson. Hatesy trying to get all his Yankees in the ball game if he possibly can. Pitch outside, low ball three, three and one. Yankees scored two in the first, three in the second. The Red Sox scored one in the first and two in the second. to Lopez is fouled and the bat comes right past the mound almost hit Cassell man was Jerry scared there Hector Lopez went after an outside fastball let go of the bat it went right directly over the middle of the mound Cassell couldn't do anything but stand there and hope it didn't hit him and as Hector Lopez walked out to the mound to get his bat he apologizes to Cassell and Cassell pats Lopez on the back nothing meant by it Hector walking back with a big grin on his face the Red Sox bench riding 
Lopez and the Yankee bench riding Cassell. All in fun, though, thank goodness. There are times when bats have been thrown, not in jest. But this time it was just a slip of the hand. Full count on Lopez. Hackett does not grip the bat very tight either. His hands are real loose until the moment of impact. Sort of like Johnny Mize. Payoff pitch is hit to right field. Blue Clinton moving near the line, coming in, and makes the running catch just in fair territory. Lopez flies to right field. In a pinch hitting roll for Boya. Here's Bobby Richardson. Flied out to left center field in the first inning. 5 3, the Yankees lead. into the windup. Pitch to Richardson is right down the middle. Strike called. Sun shining brightly here at Yankee Stadium. The shadow's already over the pitcher's mound. Here it is, just the bottom of the third. Curve low outside, one and one. Wind blowing out towards left field. Perfect World Series weather. Lined up in the 1-1 delivery. His line to center field. That's a base hit. Willie Tasby fields it on one hop. A line drive single to center by Bobby Richardson. First hit off Cassell in the sixth hit for the Yankees. Ralph Cherry due to be the next batter. And Cherry's coming up. Ralph single to left field and scored in the second inning. One out. Malzone is in the third. Geely holding first against Richardson. On deck, Tony Kubek. Here's a stretch. Terry squares around, takes it high, 4-1. He was ready to bunt at that ball, but it was high and away. Richardson getting a pretty good-sized lead off first. Here's a stretch. Pitch is bunted foul and back on the screen. One one on Terry. The sale goes back to the rosin bag. Here's the stretch. The pitch is swung at and pop foul and coming back out of play. In the upper deck. One ball, two strikes. Perry tried to cross up the defense with Malzone in. He faked the bunt and then swung away. Here's the stretch. There goes Richardson. The pitch is popped in the end of the infield. What a running jump Bobby had. He's got to hustle back to first as Coptry out in short center field makes the catch. Bobby's back. Richardson got a real running jump, but with two strikes on him, Terry had to protect the plate. Popped up to the second baseman for the second out. Here's Tony Kubek, who walked, singled, scored twice. Kubek scored 77 runs. Only Skarin has more base hits as the Yankee than Tony Kubek. Tony now with 155, and Skarin 
with 166. Pizzatoni is outside ball one. On deck, Bob Sir. Richardson leads away. Throw to first, Bobby back. He's been taking quite a big lead down at first. Another quick throw to first. Bobby was just off a step that time. Here's a stretch. Fastball foul back on the screen. One and one on Tony. Mickey Mantle no longer in the ball game, so he will close the season with 40 home runs. And unless Roger Maris, Jim Lemon get hot, Mickey will be the home run leader in the American League. Throw to first, Richardson back. Maris with 39 and Lemon with 38 playing their last games today. 1-1 delivery, a ground ball to the shortstop. Humpsey Green gets it on a big hop, steps on second base for the unassisted fourth play. For the Yankees in the bottom of the third. No runs, one hit. No Red Sox errors, one man left in the score at the end of three full innings. The Yankees five and the Red Sox three. Say, next time you're looking for something different to drink at mealtime, make it a Valentine Ale with Brewer's Gold. Discover what a difference an ale makes as we pause for station identification. Prince and Princess of Japan who are leaving the ballpark. They have such a tight schedule that they cannot stay at any one place too long. They saw three innings of the ball game here. And uh, he, the Prince is shaking hands with a lot of the ball fans here today as he walks down the aisle to the exit. Big smile on his face, waving to everybody. Quick look at the scoreboard. The American League, Cleveland nothing, White Sox nothing at the end of one. Detroit at Kansas City starts later on. Baltimore leading Washington 2-1, to one, playing the top of the eighth as Jackie Brandt Holman in the eighth. Phillies four, Cincinnati nothing at the end of five. Callis and Holman. Milwaukee two and the Pirates two at the end of three. Chicago at L.A. and St. Louis at San Francisco start later on. Darren Johnson is at third base for the Yankees as we get ready to play here in the top of the fourth. Jim Pagliaroni, who fouled out to the catcher, takes a pitch low, ball one. Curve is swung and a miss, strike one, one, one. On deck, the big six foot six inch first baseman, Don Gealy. Fastball is swung and a miss. Strike two. One ball, two strikes. The windup in the pitch is strike three. Swinging one after a high fastball and didn't get it. So Terry racks up his second strikeout of the ball game. 
brings up Don Gilly, who reached on an error and scored in the second inning. One out, nobody on. Curveball is hit on the ground to the shortstop. Kubek is up with him. His throw to Skarin, one away. That's two away. Tony just flipped that ball over to first base. Gilly can go down that line for a big man. Here's Carol Hardy, who single to left field and scored in the second inning. 5-3, the Yankees lead in the top of the fourth. Two out, nobody on. Slow curve is hit to left field. Sir puts the glasses down, going back, and makes the catch just in front of the left field fence. So the Red Sox go down in order in the top of the fourth, nothing across the score at the end of three and a half innings. Yankees five and the Red Sox three. Say, fans, if you want a refreshing, deeply satisfying taste in a drink, a taste that's truly different, why not try the big, big taste of Valentine Air? And when you take a long, cool swallow of this fine ale, enjoy the way the big, big taste stays on your tongue. Only Valentine Ale gives you the big, big taste. It comes from Brewer's Gold. This is a rare strain of hops used exclusively in Valentine's own true ale recipe. You'll find Valentine Ale tastes mighty good anytime. But for added pleasure, see how the big, big taste goes with your lunch or dinner. Then you'll agree, Valentine Ale is more than a thirst quencher, different than any beer. Make sure you discover what a difference an ale makes. Valentine Ale with Brewer's Gold. You are in tune with Quality Modern Radio, 1460 on your dial. This is WOKO, Albany, New York. And Ken Hunt. The face Jer- Jerry Cassell. Serve walked in the first inning and scored. Fly to right field in the second. into the windup. His pitch to serve is in there. Strike called. The one strike delivery is a curve fouled in back of the plate. Strike two. Big curveball is high, ball one. Hey, no, Pappy, this is going to be the last time that I'll be sitting to your left. This year, I'm sure going to miss you, man. I'll be looking over when I'm having coffee in the morning, waiting for you to say you're on. Station break. As a ball popped in the air to short right field. Hoftree, the second baseman, moving under it. And makes the catch for the first out. another year, but it's a long winter. That's right. This will be my last time on radio. Going to miss a 
know if Pappy's right, yes. Red Barber and I are going to do the World Series for the Armed Forces, but I mean here in New York, vicinities on WMGM, the home of champions. Gosh, got to say goodbye to a lot of people today. Roger Maris takes the pitch outside, ball one. Maris has singled and tripled, has driven in three runs and scored one. Roger now with 112 RBIs, which just about assures him of the American League RBI title. Pitch outside and high ball two, two and nothing. Jim Gordon, Packy over on the Home of Champions Network. Last time we'll be seeing them. There's a drive to left center field. Tasby moving over to his right. He's under this one. Makes the catch. Two out. And here's Ken Hunter for his first time today. Mantle batted in the cleanup spot. Was up once and bounced out. Jesse Gonder batted for Pisoni and hit a sacrifice fly to deep left field to drive in a run. And now Ken Hunt. Hunt batting 263. Two doubles, one RBI. Right hand hitter. Ground ball to third. Malzone up with the ball in the big hop. Over to Geely for the out. And that's all for the Yankees in the bottom of the fourth. Nothing across. And the score at the end of four full innings. The Yankees five and the Red Sox three. And now we're on the go again with the rest of the game brought to you by the Atlantic Refining Company and your Atlantic dealer who offer you Atlantic Imperial, the gasoline that cleans your carburetor and keeps it clean. Atlantic keeps your car on the go. For business, for pleasure, in any kind of weather, Atlantic keeps your car on the go. When you want to go places and do things, what a pleasure your driving can be. They come to the plate to be facing Ralph Carey. We have Coffrey, Clinton, and then Cassell's spot. Game has quieted down, beginning to move along a little bit faster. After the first two innings, all the runs scored. The Yankees currently leading by a score of 5-3. to three. Boston getting one on the top of the first. The Yankees answering with two in the bottom half of that inning. Boston going out on top with two runs from the top of the second. And the Yankees coming through with those three big ones in the last half, inning number two. To make what it is now, a 5-3 to three ball game in favor of New York. So far, Terry has limited Boston to just three hits. The Yankees have been able to garner six. On a beautiful baseball day. And here to carry you the rest of the way, as far as the play-by-play is concerned this afternoon, the old redhead, Red Barber. Uh, <laughs> I'm a take this would mean... But um, uh, Casey is not planning to open with him at uh, Forbes Field. Fiscaran still at first base, Richardson at second. Boy, Casey's going to get going to see that Barra is really tuned up. He's got him out here now for the fifth inning today. The Mason is short. Darren Johnson is at third. He went out there an inning ago. And Kubek is in left field. 
Why would Kubek be in left field? Well, you know, he's a very talented outfielder. And this is the time of year that the sun is really uh, simply horrendous out in left field. And I would say that Mr. Stengel will leave nothing to chance. There's a reason on assignment for every move that the professor makes. He's got Tony out there for an inning or so's experience with this sun field today. And that's the way that man manages See, Bob Serev goes over to right field, so Roger Marich uh, has finished for the season. 112 RBIs, and this means that Mantle is the home run leader of the American League because Marich, the only fellow I had a chance to catch him, is now out of there, too. Mighty Ford makes his first pitch over to um, Jim Cotry. Curveball, good for a call strike. Curve in there, strike two. Terry went four innings. He cannot uh, have the decision today. Didn't go five with the starting pitcher. Strike three swinging. Why did he strike him out? See, Kubek in left field in the fifth inning. Get my scorebook in order here. Serve in right field. And uh, Sheriff could be the swing outfielder in the World Series, so Casey's getting him a little final tuning in right field today because it's a, it's, a, it's a shadow pattern out there and a different throw. There's the ball bounced to Demestri at short, and the hitter Clinton is out, the right fielder. All right, two up, two down. is coming on to hit for the Red Sox. Two out, top of the fifth. Yankees leading 5-3. I feel around toward left. That's Kubek. Uh, Hunt. There's a slow curve over for a strike. And serve. Rudy Orr coaching at first base. Billy Herman at third. Four deals. And there is his change off the fastball. Nicely over. Strike two. Whitey is out here very definitely tuning up. He told us on our uh, pregame interview show that uh, his arm is absolutely strong and sound and he's ready. Takes the change on the outside, ball one. Mantle told us that he feels in the best physical shape he's ever felt going into a World Series. Same thing for Scourin. As the pitch low, bounced off the plate. Ball two, two and two. Elson Howard also told us that he's ready to play Wednesday, that the right hand uh, didn't even hurt him, particularly when he holds the bat. But you just like the uh, physical report. All right, two balls, two strikes. A curve swung on, hit the end to the left field. Tony takes it on the first big bounce. It's a base hit for Casale, the Red Sox pitcher. Single to left. Uh, four hundred curve for him. Now we have Pumpsy Green, the switch hitter, who against Whitey will go up there right-handed. 
He tripled to start the ball game and then uh, was thrown out first place from Cowan to then pitch a route carry covering in the third inning. Green right-hand batters had a good series here. Hasley moves out on deck. Ford delivers a fastball low inside, ball one. This is Whitey's 33rd ball game. His record is 12-9. and nine. He uh, could be the pitcher of record. Wait. See how the results come in. One off pitch. Low outside. Ball two. Two and off. Two down. Runner at first. Whitey is over for a call strike. Two and one. Stocky left hand to check the scoreboard. Baltimore beat Washington 2-1 and pitches second place. So curve in for call strike two. And our warmest congratulations to the Baltimore Ball Club to emerge from the second division last year and take over second place this year. And uh, let me see. There's a pitch high inside uh, ball three. Let me see now if an old man's memory doesn't fail him too badly. I believe this is the first time since Al Lopez has been managing he's ever finished as low as third. Either second or first. Minor leagues and in the big leagues. So Cleveland is playing at Chicago, but they just that's an exhibition now. There's a foul ball in the lower stand by the first. All the money positions have been set. In the American League, the Yankees won, the Orioles two, the White Sox three, and the Indians four. In the uh, National League, the Pirates won, the Braves two, the Cardinals three, and that's pitch outside ball four. This puts Green on. Sale moves down to second base, so the tying runs are on. The two outs, single followed by base on ball. And the fourth place ball club, the one-time defending world champions, Los Angeles. No, baseball is like life. Monkeys on a string. When you see them go up, just hold your patience because you're going to see them come down. Now we got Tasby taking a curve for a call strike. Two men are out. Tasby hitting uh, just under 270. Takes high, and it is ball one. One and one. This is an important pitching assignment for Ford because Mr. Stengel and Mr. Lofat, they are looking at Whitey to see how he works. One-one pitch, one on, foul back. You know, uh, when I say this is an important assignment for Whitey, maybe you have to to think about it. Uh, You say, who does the manager play? Who does he put in the ball game? Well, the manager might tell you, and he really means it. I don't put anybody in the ball game. The fellows put themselves in there. All right, one ball, two strikes. Two men are out. Whitey uh, has some work to do. Pass has been a tough hitter the last two months. Takes low. Ball two. Two balls, two strikes. 
ball. Takes a routine look at second pitches. A curve swung on grounded foul. Outside third where Billy Herman goes over to retrieve the ball. Mighty pitches, high inside to the hands, three and two, and it's an automatic run and hit. Runners at first and second, two out. Beautiful fall day. Two white uh, clouds up there against the blue. Strong wind is blowing from right field to left. That's at the top of the stadium, and of course it hits the uh, left field corner stands and ricochets, so it's blowing from third to first down on the playing field. It hits the runners going as a foul ball and the stands back to first base. Still 3-2. Casale, the relief pitcher for the Red Sox, is the runner at second, walking back to that point. Green is the runner at first. delivers and Tesbury hits a high pop fly that uh, Scowen is backing under back of first and he makes the catch for the third out two no runs one hit two left and uh, the score at the end of four and a half the Yankees five and the Red Sox three how many of you can still remember the days when a coffee grinder was standard equipment in our kitchen? In those days, someone in the family had the job of grinding away at the coffee bean. It was a mighty hard way to enjoy a good cup of coffee. And you know, even today, people are still doing some jobs the hard way. Take cleaning the carburetor of your car, for example. Up to now, this meant a lot of work, even for a skilled mechanic who had to take your carburetor apart and do the job by hand. But not anymore. Because now, new Atlantic Imperial gasoline is specially designed to clean your carburetor as you drive. As Atlantic Imperial flows through the carburetor, it loosens and dissolves hard, crusty deposits that can cause rough idling, frequent stalling, and actual gasoline waste. Washes them harmlessly away. What's more, Atlantic Imperial's protective action keeps those deposits from forming again. Today, more and more people are using Atlantic Imperial. The gasoline that cleans your carburetor as you drive and keeps it clean. You are in tune with Quality Modern Radio, 1460 on your dial. This is WOKO, Albany, New York. Yes, Bill Scourick is ready to stand in here in the last half of the fifth inning. And for the action once again. We'll be ready to turn you over in just a couple of seconds to Red Barber, who in the meantime has given you all the information about the fact that Baltimore has clinched that big spot that they were looking for. Not quite as high, perhaps, as the Baltimore fans would have had them going oh, a couple of weeks ago, but after what happened at Yankee Stadium, number two is the best they could have hoped for, and they got that one away. So this game here at Yankee Stadium with the Yankees bidding for the 15th, and here's Red. The highest average of any of the Yankees. Sale delivers and Scarin takes it over to Sharp Slider for a call strike. Scarin's hitting 309. Base hit now and let him finish at 310. Yankees leading 5 3. Moose cuts to the curveball. Strike two. The batting championship is decided. Pete Ronalds uh, hitting 320 is not playing today. He's just a sitting on the crown jewel. But he'd have it anyhow if he did play. Two-strike pitch. Strung on and missed. 
Strike three. Carn went out on the curveball. Right, one up, one away. Last of the fifth. The batter is Mr. Bella. Darren Johnson, uh, one of the Yankees' fine prospects, moves out on deck. They had him at Richmond this year. Third base. Like to repeat, Baltimore beat Washington 2-1. to one. And Finch's second place by themselves. Throw swings, hits the ball out of the right field. The line drive right at right field. The cut stays with it for the off. Well, as Mr. Rizzuto would say about his buddy and his business associate, he got good wood on the ball. Here's Darren Johnson. And see, in the International League playoffs uh, in 59, he set a record. Swings and lines the ball into right field, and it is a base hit. And Johnson makes the turn at first. Hawk is sending it. Here he comes in a second. Double for Johnson. And let me see something. This is his first hit. This is his first major league hit, and it was a clean line drive double to right. And may I say to you uh, that that was an indicative base hit because one thing this summer they had him uh, working on at Richmond was to stop trying to pull everything and go to right field with an outside pitch. And he demonstrated to Mr. Stengel and Mr. Weiss, rest of the Yankee entourage, that he has learned his lesson. So he's the second with a double, and here's Richardson. Bobby takes inside, ball one. Hit number two of Casale. So, Darren Johnson's feeling better. Maybe the last day of the Major League season. But to him, uh, that base hit is important for his future. Curveball inside. Ball two. Two balls, no strikes. Swung on as a high pop fly. The second baseman, Cowtree, is out in right field under it. He has it for the third out. No runs, one hit. Totals end to five. For the Yankees, five runs, seven hits and two errors. For the Red Sox, three runs. The first two were not earned. Uh, we uh, point that out to you to let you know how Ralph Terry was pitching. As far as Terry's pitching before any one earned run. And for the Red Sox, no errors. Ford goes uh, trudging out to the mound. There's John Blanchett putting on the tools now, so Mr. Barra will be catching again in the World Series. As Dale Long taking over at first base. Richardson remains at second. Demaestri at short. Johnson at third. Kubek in left field. Casey giving him a final uh, experience with the Sun. Just in case of some emergency, and he may need him out there in left field in the series. Hunt in center and serve who started in left and uh, showed that he can play it, son or no son. Jay Whitey Ford ready to pitch to Frank Malzone in the sixth inning. Does and Malzone hits it off the end of the bat down towards second. It's a scribble that Richardson is up with over to Long for the out. One up, one away. Starting matters in the sixth inning. The Yankees leading are five to three. Our man Mel Allen is down in St. Louis today doing a football report on the uh, football giant. Now we have uh, Jim Pagliaroni, the young catcher. Ford delivers, and it is a fastball low inside, ball one. 
By the way, on that Baltimore 2-1 win over Washington, Jackie Brad, who was secured during the winter in the big deal uh, from uh, San Francisco, uh, hit a home run in the eighth to win it. There's a high fly hit out the center. Hunt is under it. He has it. And we have two up and two down. Top of the six. The Pittsburgh Pirates in their final uh, tune-up are doing everything they can to keep her dad of Milwaukee from winning number 20. They have got him underneath a 5-2 score at the end of four innings. Old Vinninga Ben Mizell is uh, dishing out the curves and the sliders for Pittsburgh. His final uh, testing and beauty. Here is uh, Don Geely, young first baseman. Six-day pitch from Whitey, low inside, ball one. Bulletin on the scoreboard. First Gotham Bowl football title game here, December 10. Fair swung on grounded foul outside third. That was a hot one. Third base coach Billy Herman just stepped aside and waved it goodbye. Long at first, Richardson at second, Demetri at short, Johnson at third. Kubek in left, Hunt in center, serve in right. Change of pace from Whitey, high outside, ball two. Yankees driving for number 15 and to finish freewheeling, leading 5-3. Three, two, one pitch. Change of pace outside, ball three. Board pitching, Blanchett catching. Deals, fastball over. Three and two. The Yankees um, fly out tomorrow to Pittsburgh. Foul ball, still three two. The Yankees take a shot at United Airlines flight. 3 p.m. from Idlewild, and they're doing Pittsburgh at 4.47. The Yankees and the Pirates both will work out at Forbes Field. Tuesday. Ooh, a hot one right through the mound, and Richardson makes a stop back to second close to first, and the throw would have had him, but it failed off the tip end of Dale Long's glove. It has scored a base hit, and Richardson is deprived of a wonderful play. That ball was hit squarely between Whitey Ford's ankles. And hit sharply. Richardson came up with it directly behind second, throwing off balance. And he threw the ball so hard that it seemed to me the ball sort of sailed as it came into first base and got off of long set. So there's a single for Geely through the middle. Hit number two off Whitey. And now we have Carol Hardy, who is one for two. Takes a strike. Outside, slice to the plate. Going on, fouled off, strike two. No balls and two strikes. Mighty deals. Over. 
Strike three, just above the knees. No runs, one hit. Second strike out for the little left-hander. And the score at the end of five and a half. The Yankees five and the Red Sox three. Triple refined Atlantic heating oil. Premium quality, clean and clear. Yes, low-cost efficient Atlantic heating oil is triple refined to bring you maximum heat. To keep your home warm and comfortable all winter long. And with Atlantic heating oil, you can count on weather control delivery service replenishing your supply automatically, according to your needs. Now's the best time to have your burner checked and serviced, if necessary, and to order triple refined Atlantic heating oil before those first wintry days arrive. Just call Atlantic Direct or phone your local Atlantic heating oil distributor. Call now for triple refined Atlantic heating oil. And as you've been hearing, year after year on radio, you'll be so glad you did. Five to three in favor of the New York Yankees as we move into the last half, inning number six. Whitey Ford, the first scheduled batter for the Yankees, followed by Kubek and Serve. While they've changed positions since the start of the ball game, moving around, uh, switching fields, actually. They have been in since the start. Up until this time, manager Casey Spangler has been juggling and rejuggling and using just about as many of uh, the Yankees as he can possibly use in this game. There's some doubt now as to whether Whitey Ford will come up to the plate. The bullpen has been active. Now the plate umpire Stewart looks over toward Casey Stengel to find out who the man is going to be. Jerry Casale still back up on the hill. He's been doing a fine job in relief. This young hard luck pitcher who won his first two outings this year. They had a lot of trouble ever since then. As a matter of fact, he hasn't won a game since April. Looks like Gil McDougall coming in to hit for Whitey Ford. Gil McDougal. Here's Red. So, McDougal. And a hit for Whitey Ford. After the sixth inning, then we will have uh, a new man for the Yankees. Another tune-up coming out in the seventh. Google hitting 255. Right hand batter. Right hand to Casale delivers a fastball in on the knuckles to the hand for ball one. Yankees leading 5 to 3. Trying to make it 15 straight. High inside ball two. Speak about a, a, a prophet having honor in his own uh, hometown as well as his own backyard, Till Videnzi, of the Journal American, uh, this spring. The 2 nothing pitch, lost that ball three. Picked the Yankees to win the American League pennant and, uh, to quote him, in a driving finish. Well, <laughs> just what the Yankees have done. They lost uh, two straight on their last uh, Western trip to Kansas City. Then came in here for the big set with Baltimore, and they were one percentage point in first place. Ball four to make those. And they beat Baltimore four straight, and they haven't lost one since. Now we have uh, Kubak, who is one for two stepping in. I feel shades him into right.
Tony picks right over for a call strike. He gave no indication of anything except that he was taking the pitch. Tony swinging at a curve, fouls it out of play. Back around the Yankee dugout. The first three innings of the ball game were witnessed by uh, the Crown Prince and Princess of Japan and their official party. They left as their first schedule after uh, staying for an hour.
Let me say that uh, we can't be too definite uh, who has been allowed to go for the Red Sox. But I can be pretty definite about this statement, and I'll stand on it. Not a one of the Yankees has been allowed to go home. <laughs> that won't be for a little while yet. They wouldn't even want to. Big doing starting Wednesday. Foul ball back, and it is strike two. All the Yankees are going to be here at the stadium tomorrow morning. Well, you know what their hollering is about? You want me to tell you? In the interest of factual reporting, you know I got surprised. That was, a, that was quite a yell, wasn't it? Huh? Foul ball hit back on the screen. It did not roll off. It stuck there. All right, two strikes to Dimitri. One of the first and second pitchers swung on as a high pop-up into short left. The shortstop is out under it, and the infield fly rule is invoked. So, Dimitri is automatically out. Green made the catch. He didn't have to. Now we have Ken Hunt, who opened the season here at the stadium with the Yankees, then went down, had a good year at Richmond. Well, has got about the strongest uh, throwing arm of any outfielder you can find any place. He has got a rifle. I threw straight away on Ken. Sale delivers a curveball inside, ball one. One ball, no strike. Two men out. Last of the sixth. Out of the first and second. There's a ground foul outside third. Back at Frasetti. Frank uh, coming to the climax of his 29th year with the Yankees. I think this will be his 19th World Series. Player and coach. One ball, one strike. the attendance figures for you in a moment. A very good crowd out here today to bring down the curtain. We have um, 16,213 paid. Curve high inside. Ball two. One, six, two, one, three paid. And the season's paid is one million. Six hundred and twenty-seven thousand three hundred forty-nine. What the boy is about, friends? Yeah, they swing and a miss. Strike two at a curveball. Folks are howling about the foul ball that's been up on the screen uh, being dislodged. Well, the stadium attendance. Two balls, two strikes. Sale pitchers, and there's a high foul ball deep back of third and into the sand. We had uh, some very big games uh, rained out this year. And despite it, I think it's a tremendously successful season. A credit to the uh, great ball played here at the stadium and to the fans in New York. 1,627,349 pays. All right, two and two. That's the count still. 
Fastball low inside. Ball three. Three and two. Automatic run and hit. First and second. Two out. Right-handed delivers, and Hunt swinging. It's a high foul ball. Pagliarone, the catcher, is back almost to the stands. He's under it, and he's got it for the third out. So that's all for the bid. No run, one hit. Two left, and totals at the end of six. Uh, five runs, eight hits, and uh, two hours for the Yankees. Three runs, five hits, and no hours for the Red Sox. In the four innings, Cleveland and Chicago, no score. Perry against Wynn. Uh, Detroit failed to score its first at bat at Kansas City. Regan against uh, Herbert. The Orioles had Jackie Brandt break up a 1-1 ball game with an eighth-inning home run. Pappas puts it all the way to win it for the Orioles. Ramos all the way to lose it for Washington. And for Baltimore, they win on their own and clinch second place. The White Sox finished third and the Indians finished fourth. And here is Ryan Duran coming on for his uh, final work and his final tune-up. McDougal, who came in as a pinch hitter, goes to second base. Those are the only changes for New York. Uh, football scores at the high, the Giants 14 and the Cardinals 7. Games at St. Louis where Mel Allen is today uh, broadcasting it. At the half, um, Cleveland 21, Pittsburgh nothing. At the half, Baltimore 28, the Bears nothing. And Buffalo, Los Angeles, American Football League, under the quarters, no score. In the National League, at the end of um, eight innings, we have Philadelphia 6, Cincinnati nothing. At the end of five innings, Pittsburgh six and Milwaukee four. They're leaving, uh, Dresden is leaving Birdhead in there because Lou is trying to win number 20. Mizell fits the first five innings and Haddock replaced him. This is, of course, the final tune for these two left-handers for uh, Pittsburgh. Duran goes in Richardson's spot, hitting eight. First man he will face will be the young second baseman Jim Caltry. Uh, Inning seven. Duran delivers a fastball low outside, ball one. Terry went four, gave up three runs, only one earned. Uh, Whitey pitched two scoreless innings, although he had to work in both. And now here's Ryan Duran. Big five baller, ready. He delivers the fastball outside, ball two. Two and out. Two balls, no strike. First bat on the seven. Duran rocks, delivers low outside, ball three.
เอาตาบอกว่าไปก่อนบ่ Now we have Rachel Clinton stepping on, and here is Vic Wirtz moving out on deck to hit for the relief pitcher Casale. Thank you. 
the uh, Red Sox and RBIs. You better find the um, dangerous left-hand batter. Takes a fastball low outside, ball one. Wait, it's out of 102, is hitting 280. And, of course, the Yankees want to finish out the season and carry this winning streak right on with them to Pittsburgh. And uh, I would say this is a danger point right here with this fellow up. Duren trying to get that ball over. Walk two, nobody out. 5-3 New York, where it swings at a curve and doesn't get it. Well, this is the last day of the season for the Yankees. And uh, just noticed that our engineer, Pappy Durkin, was uh, talking on the uh, phone back to the studios at MGM. And I'm just as curious as an old cat in the new house, and I won't know what he was talking about. So there's a rule when he talks like it now, he's talking about something. 1-1 one, one pitch, swung on, and uh, there's a ball down the left field corner, sliced foul. And Pappy just gave me a note that he was talking to Eddie Greco, who in six minutes is retiring at WMGM after 32 years of service. Boy, that, that's a long time to be on a job. Our congratulations and our best wishes go to Eddie. And when you spend 32 years in this radio business, you have just about seen all of them start, come, and go. One ball, two strikes. Pitch swung on as another foul along the left field line. Works swinging late. One ball, two strikes. And nobody out. Runners at first and second. This is a significant uh, work assignment for Durant. Big fella comes set. Steps off the mound, shorts up the mastery, cut in to second base, but no play. All right, the mastery out of the fielding post, trying to hold the runner. Cut down his lead. The pitch is outside, ball two. Two and two. Two balls and two strikes. A couple of weeks ago, um, in fact, during the Baltimore series, uh, a warm-up ball uh, in the bullpen, uh, Ryan lost it in the light. In that Friday night game with Baltimore. In fact, it was the time this winning streak started. And uh, cut Duran's eyebrow above his left eye. So he had to uh, be out a while and especially getting back on the beam. And because this could be a very important man in that short series of Pittsburgh. The short series pitching is very, very vital. 2 2 pitch, curve swung on and hit in the right field for base count. In comes Cotty around third base to make it 5-4. Around two-thirds goes the runner from first Clinton, and Works is now knocking 103 for the year. And the tying run with nobody out is at third base. And we're going to have a pinch runner down at uh, first base for Works. So Works is finished for the season. Rapolsky goes down to first. Our congratulations to Works for having a flying year. You have to remember, friends, this is a fellow when he was back at Cleveland was stricken with uh, polio. And he beat it. Now manager Stengel is on his way out to the mound. So it's a 5-4 ball game. Two. Works pinch hit a single, and this is all for Ryan. And Stengel is going to bring in a left-hander. 
And it is Louis Arroyo, one of the August-September heroes. So Duran gets nobody out but himself. And Arroyo is coming in. And what a success Sega is his. Uh, he couldn't make it with three different ball clubs over in the National League. He was back in the minor leagues, um, and uh, he was ready to quit. George Weiss got excellent reports from this count, bought him, brought him in. Arroyo has been in, uh, this will be his 29th ball game. Won five, lost one, and boy, he was just saving them for everybody right and left. I'm looking down on the card, which our statistician Pete Callison keeps. Uh, Pete has done a very excellent job. And on behalf of uh, the broadcasters, uh, Mel Allen, who's in St. Louis today, I speak for him, I know, and fulfill myself our appreciation for this fine statistical assist. Now, look down the car. Let me see now. Uh, he saved Terry. Saved Dittmar. Saved Stafford. Saved Coach. Saved the tennis center for Terry up at Boston. Well, it's picked up five wins for himself. And Duran goes into the dog garden into the clubhouse. And, of course, this poses now a sizable question. Because the one thing the Yankees did not want to see in Duran was wilding. So, Arroyo has come on. The folks here, the pinch runner at first base. In the seventh inning. Arroyo's ready, and Green is stepping in. So we have runners at first and third. We have nobody out. The Red Sox got the tying run at third, the lead run at first. The Yankees are ahead five to four. And their fine winning string now is in jeopardy. Here's little Arroyo. Green, a right hand, a hitting right hand, the switch hitter. Looks at a low outside screwball, ball one. Louis Arroyo. Little stocky southpaw set, delivers. Breaking ball low, and it is ball two. Two and off. Balls, no strikes. Kowalski stepping off first. Long holding the bag against him. Count three up third. There's a uh, ground ball hit up to a third and it rolls foul. And Garen Johnson comes in and grabs it. Two and one. Two balls, one strike. Blanchard now catching. Took over after Barra caught the first five. Arroyo deals, and it is a curve low inside ball three. Three and one. Three balls, one strike. Four, breaking ball low inside. It pushes Rapolsky. 
to second put Green on. So we've had two offs, single, and a base on balls. They have one run in. The Yankees are leading by one, five, four. Red Sox have the bases loaded, nobody out. And the hitter is Willie Tasby, who is 0 for 3. Went into the ball game at 269. The Yankees have the infield up. Now oh, they're moving a shortstop to the second base with a double play bat. Arroyo pitches, and it is too low. Ball one. Louis throws low breaking stuff. The percentage is always that uh, they'll hit it on the ground against him. Pitches in there for the strike. One and one. Careful. 5-4 New York. Red Sox uh, trying to turn it around. Arroyo deals. And there's a two ball swung on and missed. Strike two. Boy, he can make that thing sink. That is the uh, primary uh, purpose of that pitch. It's a big sinker. Throws it slow speed and it just seems to drop off, just like the ball rolled off the edge of the table. One, two pitch. Swung on, hit through. Into left field. Big hit. There's a tying run in. And here comes one more to put the Red Sox ahead. The throw comes in to third, not in time. Green goes into third, and on the uh, throw to third, Tassi takes second base. So it is a two-run single for Tassi into left, gives him two RBIs. Green goes around the third base, and on the throw end, Tassi continues two seconds. Clinton scores, and Rapolsky scores. Uh, these two runs are charged uh, to Duran. Hit across to Arroyo. And it is now Boston 6-5. And here's Frank Malzone, right-hand batter, taking a low curve. The infield is up. First base is open. Nobody out. Pitch is a strike, and it is one and one. So the Red Sox reports ahead. This is the third time they've led by a run today. And I pushed out uh, six to five. And they're after more. Pitch is swung on the screwball. Hit the short. The runners are held. And actually throws over to first, and now Zone is out. So we have one down. Now I have uh, the tall young catcher Jim Pagliaroni. Red Sox think they've got a good one in this fella. Enfield remains uh, in. Ball up against the inner grass. Curve low inside, ball one. third base has the off second there's a line drive that the third base knocks down the runners are held there's a throw over to first and it's in time to uh, get Pagliaroni and Darren Johnson knocks the line drive down he's very tall and that's one advantage when you have a tall man who can play third base he can reach up and knock him down the runners are held so Pagliaroni's smash is uh, turned into the second out 
Johnson to Long. We have two down. The infield can now play back with two outs. Red Sox leading 6-5, and the hitter is the uh, eighth man to come up in the inning, Don Geely, young first baseman. Curve low inside, ball one. The Red Sox have brought us the three here in the seventh. Royal set. As the shoe ball swung on, fouled off. One and one. One ball, one strike. Cassidy's base hit, uh, tied the game and put the Sox one up. Breaking ball on the outside, ball two. Two and one. Two back is on Rick. Makes the cut. Sun was right in his eyes. But that's why Casey was out there to give him a final uh, testing with the Sun here in October. So, three runs for Boston. On two hits. Oh, no errors. And at the end of six and a half, it is Boston six and New York five. You are in tune with Quality Modern Radio, 1460 on your dial. This is WOKO, Albany, New York. He's winning streak, now in jeopardy on this, the final game of the year. Hoping to build it up to the number of 15. And right now, faced with the possibility of Boston cutting them short at 14. With the big three runs scored in the top half of the inning. Yankees coming to bat here in the last half of the seventh. New pitcher for Boston. Just being announced now. Arnold Early, who's a left hander. This will be the second time that uh, he has pitched for the Red Sox, so Dickie Higgins is taking a good look at the youngster. He's fast, he's big. Six to five in the score in favor of the Boston Red Sox. And here to give you the rest of the details are Mr. Early and the New York Yankees. They come to the plate is Red Barber. Uh, the three runs here in the seventh inning belong to Casale. For the Yankees, it will be uh, Long, then Blanchard, then Johnson. Red Sox leading 65. Both now on the scoreboard, uh, Look Magazine, All-America Awards to Barra, Mattel, Maris, Scourin. Congratulations to the four. Early, ready to go. Here's Dale Long up for his first set bat today. Last to the seventh. Left hand of pitches, low outside, ball one. So the Yankees, who uh, want to make it uh, 15, and finale. Run back again. They've been uh, run back three times today. There's a swinging foul. And down by the hitter's feet. One and one. Dale still has a tender right toe where he hit a foul ball 
down on it uh, 10 days ago. Strike on the inside. Mind you. Swings and misses. He's a sharp curveball. He's fucking up. One away, last of the fellas. Takes low inside. Ball one. And uh, delivers, and there's a ground ball that is hit foul. Just off that first base. Polly Bear making the call. Charlie is the um, senior umpire of the league now. One, two, three. Swung on, there's a hot one down to third base, right on through Merrill's own. And Darren Johnson is at first base, and they're sending him uh, to hold him. He rammed that one right through Merrill's own, so hot that it has scored a base hit. So he hit one to right, uh, hits one to third, pulling it. Elston Howard, and this tells you about the condition of his hand. If his hand was not sound, he wouldn't be pinch hitting today. He told us before the game that his hand was all right, didn't hurt him to hold the bat. So Howard is hitting for Duran, um, uh, for Arroyo. So Elston Howard is up. Hitting 245, right hand batter. Swings at a sharp curve, doesn't get it. Nothing in one. The shooting last of the seventh inning. Howard hits a high fly ball out into right center. There's center fielder Tazu saying he'll take it. And he's as good as his word. No run. One hit, one left. Total at the end of seven. Six, seven, all for Boston. Looks like Duke Maas coming in. He'll be the pitching change for New York. Checking the other scores, as we told you before, Baltimore beat Washington 2-1. No score at the end of six, Cleveland and Chicago. Detroit and Kansas City, no score at the end of four. In the National League, Cincinnati trails Philadelphia by a score of 6-1. Matter of fact, that's the final score now, just posting it. Milwaukee and Pittsburgh have played to the end of six. The score of Pittsburgh 7 and Milwaukee 5. Chicago's at Los Angeles, St. Louis at San Francisco. Those games, uh, so far, no report on those. So Duke Ma is making a long trip in from the Yankee bullpen. He'll be opening up things here in the eighth inning. The seventh inning was a big three-run inning for the Boston Red Sox. Managed to pull ahead of the Yankees and now leads them by a score of 6-5. to five. Here for the action again. And the football scores, Red Barber. 14, the Cardinals 7 at the end of three quarters. Cleveland 21, Pittsburgh 7. At the end of three quarters, Baltimore 35, Chicago nothing. At the half, it is Detroit 9 and Green Bay 7. American Football League at the end of three periods, it is Los Angeles 14 and Buffalo 10. Well, Duke Moss takes over. Fifth pitcher this afternoon. 
friends, for real smoking enjoyment. leading six to five and Moss is now ready to go. Hardy steps in. He is one for three today. Plenty of time to fire the long. And we have two up. 
Brook to down, top of the eighth. Clinton, one for two. Back in hitter. Lost the livers. Curve low outside. He just checked his swing ball. One. Two down, nobody on. Red Sox six, Yankees five. In the last of the eighth inning for the Yankees, it'll be uh, McDougal first up, then Kubek, then serve. Pitch is over. One and one. Ball on the strike. Standing, looking down at Batches. Now he pumps and pitches. Curve too low. Ball two. Two and one. Now the eighth. Duke deals. Fastball swung on. It's bounced to deep short. The Mace be up with it. It's a long throw. Not in time. Not in time. So he beats it out for a base hit. Single to deep short. This gives Clinton uh, two hits today. He's batted in two runs. First hit off Moss. And it is the eighth hit for the Red Sox. And now um, the third pitcher for Higgins, uh, Arnold Early, is coming up. Also leading 6-5. Left-handed pitcher, and the way he walks up there, he's going to hit left-handed. Left-handed all the way. Up there straight away, and uh, shortened up. Moss pitches wide to the fastman, ball one. Moves it on the scoreboard. Good luck, Yankees, 1960 American League champ. This is the uh, silver pennant for the Yankees at 25th. Curves one on the net, one and one. No other ball club in the major leagues can make that claim. One ball, one strike. Two down, man at first. Pitch. High outside, ball two. Two and one. Duke, the uh, fifth pitcher, carry for Duran Arroyo Moss. Deals low inside, ball three. Three and one. I would say that uh, Casey would uh, have been uh, reasonably satisfied with Terry's work. Gave up one earned run in four innings. Uh, his ball was alive and moving. The 3-1 pitch. 
Ball four, and Morris walks the Red Sox pitcher. Then pushes down to second base. Ford wasn't scored on in two innings, but he wasn't completely sharp. He had to uh, do some huffing and puffing. Duran was wild. It took Arroyo a while before he could finally get the side out. He wasn't as sharp as usual. And now with two down, a single in the walk against uh, Moss here in the eighth inning. And here is uh, Pumpsy Green, who's had two walks on a triple. They got him out once. Switch hitter batting left-handed, choking well up on the wood. Field toward right. Two down. Pitches high outside. Branchett knocks it down. I see there's a run ahead at the third base. And he gets in there. Branchett knocks them all down, recovered. Uh, Clinton allegedly goes over to third. They don't make the tag on him. And a fast ball is charged to uh, Branchett. The ball wasn't far enough for the runner from first, who was also the pitcher to start out. With a high outside fastball, John had to sort of bat down. All right, one and all, runners at first and third and two down. Red Sox leading 6 5, trying to break the Yankees' string if they don't do anything else at the end of the year. Pitches over for a strike. One ball, one strike. This is a rough year for the Red Sox. They drew well. Finished seventh for a while, they were in eighth place. Higgins got him out of there. Brought him back. He's just been given a three-year contract, not only as manager, but also as general manager. Full curve outside. Ball two. Williams has retired. Jensen has announced he is coming back after being out this year. Such is a slow curve outside ball three. And in the changes up at Boston, uh, Stanley Harris... And uh, Johnny Murphy was swept out. Now Morris pitches 3-1 and Green swinging and it's a line drive in the center field for a base hit. Here is Sutton coming on to score. They run up from first uh, early. The pitcher stops at second so Green gets his second hit of the day and it is now 7-5. to five. In favor of Boston. Line single to center. Run batted in for Pumpsy. Seven scores. And this is a nine run. Two out he would have scored had he remained at second base, where he figured. The hitter now is uh, Willie Tasby. Single in the seventh and knocks in the runs that uh, put the Red Sox ahead. Takes a high inside curve, ball one. So Moss is having trouble uh, getting the third out here in the eighth inning. Boston 7, New York 5. Curveball is good for a strike. One and one. At the end of seven innings, Cleveland 2, Chicago nothing. The Indians have got fourth place. They clinched it for themselves yesterday, coming from behind and uh, winning at Chicago. Chicago's anchored in third. Baltimore winning to Washington in second. There's a curve swung on and hit high out into left field. Kubek, looking into the sun, makes the catch. So that's the third out. 
And it is one run. Two hits. And the score at the end of seven and a half. The Red Sox seven and uh, the Yankees five. Seven to five in favor of the Boston Red Sox. Here going into the last half of the eighth inning. Checking down the other scores now. Detroit and Kansas City at the end of five. The score Casey one. Detroit nothing. Baltimore won their game over Washington. The final score two to one. And Cleveland leads Chicago two nothing at the end of seven. In the National League, Philadelphia tops Cincinnati six to one. Pittsburgh beat Milwaukee nine to five. No report yet. Chicago at Los Angeles and St. Louis at San Francisco. The Yankees coming to bat here in the last half of the eighth inning. And Red Barber. Out on the mound for the Red Sox. And uh, McDougal. And then Kubek. And then Serge. Please sit down, will you? And let's see if this microphone over here is turned on. Now, you've been keeping statistics how long here at the stadium? My second year, right? The second year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand that you did some play-by-play for Rizzuto early in the afternoon. I attempted a play-by-play. You did what? I attempted a play-by-play. Well, why don't you attempt the last half of this eighth inning? Thank you, Rick. Bill McDougall leads off of the Yankees in the top half of the eighth inning. First pitch is ball one. McDougall will be leading off, followed by Kubek and serve. Arnold Early on the mound for the Red Sox. Into the windup. The delivery is low, ball two, 2-0. We're in the bottom half of the eighth inning. Boston leads 7-5. Two and zero on McDougal. Early gets the signal into his windup. Now comes the left arm. The pitch is in there. Strike one, a curveball. McDougal walked in a pinch hitting roll in the sixth inning. Left on base. The Yankees left two men on the sixth. and that'll put Joe up a couple of notches. Willie Tasby got to within two steps of it, but it fell in between he and Clinton for a triple. For McDougal, that's his fourth triple of the year. Tony Kubek steps to the plate for the Yankees. Tony has walked, single to left, rounded to short, and struck out. Kubek batting 273 going to run in the first inning. Here comes the delivery from Early. In there, a curveball. Strike one. Bob serve is on deck for the Yankees. Into the windup. The pitch. Kubek rounds the ball around the second base. Portree over to first. One out. Dougal scores. The score is 7-6 to six Boston. Kubek with an RBI on that. Dougal with a run scored. For Tony, that's his 62nd RBI of the year, which is a high for him in the major leagues, by the way. Batter now is Bob Serve. Serve is walked, slides to right field, slides, and single to left. The first pitch is swung on in this. 
serve side to second swing but could not hold back the umpire Stewart ruled it a strike nothing a one on serve we're in the bottom half of the eighth inning the score is Boston 7 New York 6 early into his windup delivers over the outside corner strike 2 fastball in a hole now nothing in two to Early Early into his wind up pumps delivers one on and fouled off near the Yankee dugout count holes 0-2 Early is 6-1 195 27 years old from Lincoln Park Michigan this is only his second major league appearance gets the signal now into the wind up Round comes the arm. The pitch is just outside and low. Count is one and two. That was a curveball, and third took it, and the ball was just missed. Outfield played almost straight away, perhaps a little to right to serve, which is unusual. Here comes the pitch now. Swung on and grounded out to the shortstop. Green is up with it. Over to Gilly, and we have two outs. now is Joe DeMaestri. DeMaestri went in to uh, play shortstop in the fifth inning. He popped up to the green and the shortstop in the sixth inning because only time it's back. Joe is 8-35 uh, this season. Here comes the first pitch. It's swung on and foul back almost up here. One strike on DeMaestri. DeMaestri has given the Yankees a lot of valuable bench friends this season. Won a couple of games with hit. Here comes the pitch. It's swung on and missed strike two. Gave him a fastball right over the outside corner. Macy right now is hitting 233. He's only been up 35 times. Early takes the signal now into his pumping motion. The delivery is low outside. Ball one. One and two. Two out for the Yankees. Outfield in a little shallow on DeMaestri. Arnold Early gets the signal. Into his motion. Around comes the left arm. The pitch is inside. Two and two. Tried to get a fastball over the inside corner and just missed it. On deck is Ken Hunt for the Yankees. Early in the windup now. The pitch is swung on and missed strike three. So for New York that inning, we have one run on one hit, no Boston errors, and no Yankees left on base. Score at the end of seven complete innings now is Boston seven and the Yankees six. You know, unless you're an expert mechanic, you've probably never tried to clean the carburetor in your car. But actually, with new Atlantic Imperial gasoline... This is something that can be done easily by anyone who has a driver's license. You see, Atlantic Imperial is especially designed to clean your carburetor as you drive. Yes, with the very first tankful, new Atlantic Imperial starts to remove harmful deposits that normally form inside the carburetor. Accumulation of these deposits can cause loss of power, rough idling, and actual gasoline waste. Use new Atlantic Imperial in your car. It's the gasoline that cleans your carburetor as you drive. 
And keeps it clean. Well, the last inning of the last game of this 1960 season, barring World Series playoffs, just about to get underway with the Boston Red Sox holding a 7-6 edge at this present time. Boston coming to bat with the New York Yankees winning streak stopped at least as of this moment at 14 games. They got, uh, they'll got they be working around to number 15, perhaps, if they're able to do something in the last half of this ninth inning. In the meantime, the Red Sox playing a good game since they were held stony through all the middle innings up until the seventh, and they broke in against Ryan Duran. Uh, Ryan simply couldn't get the ball over the plate. When he did, they walloped it lustily and took a lead. It is now 7-6. to six. The Yankees getting one run back. And for the action here in the top half of the ninth inning, we turn it back again to Red Barber and company. Listen, the way you're getting out of work, you sound like Rizzuto. <laughs> the first pitch is hit the center field by Malzone, and it's caught by Tenon for the first out. Malzone hits Dubmas' first pitch to center for the first out. Batter now is Jim Pagliaroni. Pagliaroni is 0 for 4. Foul to the catcher, struck out, fly to center, and grounded out to the third baseman. Malzone with 0 for 4. Duke Moss in his second inning now. Pitches butted up the first baseline. Moss tags him out, and we have one out. Better now is Don Gilly. Gilly has reached base on an error, rounded out to short. Single to the second baseman and fly to left. One on second, one out. Moss checks Malzone, delivers. The pitcher is fouled off onto the netting. One strike on Don Gilly. Malzone, who opened the inning with the single to center, is on second base. Moss gets the signal now. Around comes the arm. The pitcher is flung in this strike two. Gilly's a big fellow, 6'5". Duke Moss was touched up for a run in the eighth inning, and right now that's the deciding run in the game as Boston leads 7-6. Moss is set now. Gets the signal, delivers, swung on, and pops back here into the upper deck. Count holds and nothing in two. Runner on second base. Boston leads 7-6. Yankees 14-game winning streak on the line. Now zone leads off second. Moss delivers inside and high. Almost hits Gilly, and it's one and two. The outfield plays Gilly just about straight away. Kubek is deep in the left. Hunto about straight away in center field. Serve straight away and right. Malzone takes his lead off second base. Moss is ready. Pitches. 
swung on and popped up. Dale Long and McDougal both calling for it. Long has it now, and he takes it just about the mound. And we have two outs. Batter now is Carol Hardy. Hardy is one for four. Single to left and scored a run in the second inning. Lined out to left field, struck out, and was out on a bunt. Pitcher unassisted in the eighth inning. Hardy's a former football player at the University of Colorado. Duke Moss looks around now, checks his defensive alignment. Good stretch position now. The pitch is swung on and foul back. Strike one. Nothing and one on Hardy. Yankees would like to stay within one run so they can get in the bottom half of the ninth inning and try and see whether they can stretch that winning streak to 15. Two-run Boston balls would be, of course, a lot easier on the pitcher. Moss, deliberately, deliberate style, pitches. Low ball one, one and one. Moss does not pitch with what you'd call great rapidity. Uh, he takes his time out there on the mound. Uh, studies the batter and will fool around with the rosin bag. Shake off the catcher once or twice. He's ready now, though. Delivers. High ball two. Two and one on Hardy. Boss turns his back on home plate now. Just his pad leg. Takes his glove off. Rubs up the ball. Touches his hat. Pitches up his pants. Getting ready now. Kyle Hardy just waiting at home plate. Malzone leads off second base. We've got two outs. 7-6 Boston, ninth inning. The pitch is outside, ball three. Three and one. On deck is Marlon Cautry. Second baseman. Three balls, one strike, two outs. Carol Hardy, the batter. Duke Moss, the pitcher. Frank Malzone leads off second base. Moss is ready now. The pitch is low and outside. Ball four. He lost them. That's the second walk off Moss. He came on in the eighth inning. A lot of run. Has a lot of runs. Two hits. Struck out one. Batter now is Marlon Cortry, who is 0 for 3 with a walk. Scored a run in the seventh inning. Has popped the first, struck out, and grounded out the second. Left-handed batter. Moss into a stretch now. Pitches one in this. Strike one. Cautry is the way fellow pronounces his name. It's spelled C-O-U-G-H-T-R-Y, but he pronounces it Cautry. James Marlin Cautry. Moss is ready now. Delivers. Swung on and fouls left field. Into the upper deck, and the count is 0-2. Cautry has been in professional baseball since 1954, breaking in with Corning in the Pony League. Attended Long Beach City College. Called up from Minneapolis that first of this month. All right. Two on, two out, two strikes. Cautry, a left-hand batter waiting for Moss. Moss into a stretch. 
Check the runners. Pitches. One on and miss. Strike three. Moss records his second strikeout and for the Red Sox in the ninth inning. No runs, one hit, no Yankee errors and two Red Sox men left on base. Score at the end of eight and a half innings. Fourth and seven, New York six. Do you ever hear of a gasoline that doubles as a mechanic? Well, in a way, Atlantic Imperial Gasoline does just that. Here's how. When you drive, exhaust fumes and other air contaminants escape your air cleaner and collect in the carburetor in the form of deposits. Even a small amount of deposits can cause an improper mixture of air and gasoline. When this happens, stalling, rough idling, and actual gasoline waste results. Now, one way to handle a dirty carburetor is to get under the hood and clean it manually. Why go to all that trouble and expense when Atlantic Imperial does the job for you without even raising the hood? Atlantic Imperial actually cleans your carburetor as you drive and keeps it clean. With a clean carburetor, you get a proper mixture of gasoline and air. You'll enjoy smooth engine performance, greater gasoline economy. So give it a try. Use Atlantic Imperial gasoline to keep your car on the go. 7 to 6 to score into the last half of the ninth inning. New York Yankees in their do or die right now. With the only thing at stake, of course, is their winning streak up until this time. But the Boston Red Sox are playing this one to win. Yankee winning streak or no. And with just three outs remaining, it'll take a little bit of work by New York. Once again, then, for the action, Red Barber. He's good boy. And uh, again, our thanks uh, for the fine work you've done for us. Uh, up here for two years. Now we have. Um, uh, Ken Hunt, first up, last of the night. Seven six is Boston, and Early gives him a curve. He swings on the high side, ball one. The Yankees trying to pull it out, keep their winning streak uh, alive. Finish out to the last fifteen. Hunt bunts up for third. It's going to be trouble. Malzahn grabs the throws. Not in time. He's on with a bunt single and the tying rod. That's first base. Hunt dropping a neat putt up for third for Malzahn, and that's quite a trick. And he's on with a base hit. This is hit number 11 for the Yankees, and the matter is Dale Long. Long uh, faced uh, early. They left hand when he came on to relieve in the seventh and struck out. Blanchett uh, waiting behind him. And then Darren Johnson. All right, seven six, Boston. There's a curve low outside, ball one. Nobody out. Last game of the season, and we're now in the last half of the ninth inning. Hunt has opened up with a bunt single. Put the tying on it first. Early delivers, and it is a curve high inside, and Blanchett was set to bunt it. And then took it, ball two. Uh, in other words, not much. Uh, long. Now Dale is looking at uh, Crusetti to see what Stengel's order would be with the count 2-0. Oh. It's an alive crowd. Staying right here till the end. 16,213 paid. The pitch. He takes a strike on the inside. Just above the knee. Right, one one. He's a big left-hand batter. Dale figures to be very useful in the series, but only for his playing ability. 
but for what he knows about his old ball club, Pittsburgh. Take low inside ball three. Slimline. Uh, Higgins has his bullpen going for Boston. All right, three balls, one strike. Long looking carefully again at Cresetti. See what the order would be. Third pitcher for Boston delivers, and it is swung on a high drive. He's out into right center field, and it is. Well, did he catch it or not? Hold it. Hold it. He went into the bullpen with it. And it is a home run. Cut and The Yankees make it 15 straight and finish it as dramatically as they could. And the ex-Pirates, Dale Young, hit a home run into the bullpen. So, Clinton made a desperate effort, dove in the bullpen after it. We had to wait for the umpires rule. He didn't make the catch. So the Yankees finished running away. 15 straight and uh, pull it out 8 to 7. Well, friends, uh, I've got to run down for a post-game interview show. My warmest appreciation to Mel Allen, who's down at uh, St. Louis on the football giant game. Bill Rizzuto, our engineer, Pat Durkin, Pete Callison, to Joe Ripley, and to all concerned. It's been another wonderful season, and as far as I uh, wish to say in uh, quick closing to all of you, good luck and good health. Now to... Thank you very much, Red Barber. For the uh, New York Yankees, eight runs on 12 hits, two errors. And for the Boston Red Sox, seven runs, ten hits, and errorless baseball. Duke Moss picks up the win. It is now a record of five and one. And Early gave up that home run to Dale Long just a little bit, just a little while ago. You're saying that Dale Long certainly fit in the mold of Johnny Mize and other National League acquisitions that Casey Stengel and the New York Yankees have picked up. Quite a bit of work to do it, and it was a home run by Long that finally did it for the Yankees. The final score, 8-7, to seven, and they won 15 in a row going into the last game of the year. Well, that winds up another Atlantic baseball broadcast. Tune in for more baseball listening for the World Series, and then long about next spring, I guess, be back along the line with more Atlantic baseball in the New York Yankees. Until then, this is Jim Gordon saying that's all for now. From Steve Valentine and Sons, brewers of the crisp refresher, Valentine Beer, the largest selling beer in the East, and the Atlantic Refining Company, and your Atlantic dealer, who offer you Atlantic Imperial, the gasoline that cleans your carburetor and keeps it clean. This is the Home of Champions Network.